0: Hey guys, welcome back to the podcast. And today we are bringing hope, joy, and humor to the Make Life Matter podcast. I have had a chance to just sit here and chat with my guest today and you guys are gonna absolutely love her. Jane Jenkins Herlong is a Sirius XM Southern humorist. She's an international best-selling award-winning author, professional singer, recording artist, and professional speaker. She's also hysterical. You're going to love this conversation. She's an inductee into the prestigious Speaker Hall of Fame. She's the author of five books, including her latest offering that we're going to talk about today, which is Sweet Tea Secrets from the deep fried South. She's a former Miss America contestant. And if you don't know this about me, I am too. So we're going to talk about that too. Jane crisscrosses the country sharing her unique brand of sweet tea wisdom and Southern fried humor. Welcome, Jane. I'm so excited to have you here on the podcast. Oh, I'm tickled. Thank you, Angela.
1: This is just great.
0: Well, I've loved just chatting with you. And I shared we have so much in common, but I am a Southern girl through and through. I was born in Charlotte, North Carolina. My mom was from Mississippi. My dad is from North Carolina. So I know I'm going to relate to some of your stories, but you have a brand new book. It's 50 Yep. It's 50 unusual, but true faithful stories of growing up in South Carolina, low country. So guys, if you're listening today, whether you love Southern ways of life or you find them somewhat strange and amusing, you will be entertained and inspired with her humor. So tell us about the book, Jane, especially your stories, maybe share one of these stories with us today.
1: Thank you. Listen, I had the best time writing this book. And I think it started out when I was at a downtown Charleston. I was on a carriage tour. Mm -hmm. And as we say in the South too, (laughs) and the guide said, now over here is where the war, Mm -hmm. the civil war started and over. And I'm like, what? He is not from the South. What? And then I remember I was shopping in Lexington, South Carolina. And I saw this, uh, our, state palmetto tree which is our symbol and it was embedded in ohio i went what okay that's it so then i started you know pulling stories that i'd written in the past you know we write a lot you know as I do, and I started looking at the Southern nuances and realizing we're all the same in the eyes of God. That's right. And we do different things in different parts of the country. And we're unique with our stories, our, the, our funny Southern ways of doing things. And I thought I need to write a book about that. So that's really how it started. And I've got all kinds of funny little stories. And I know you'll get this from North Carolina and I know everybody will get this is um, Southern football games, you know, sure. and. And all of it when a Southern woman at a football game and monograms, and I started writing about all these different things and uh, uh, training up your child and the big bows and the smock dresses and the little, you know, pretty little shoes, everything we did with my child growing up. And uh, I just put it in the book. And so, and it has a sweet, a sweet tea takeaway, which I love. Mm. And the one about just being, folks moving down South. I can't blame them. And, you know, let's love and respect each other and let's embrace people that are different from us. And we're all one big family in the eyes of God.
0: Mm, I love that, Jane. I love the heart behind it. My husband and I have pastored outside of DC for 30 years, and we have a very diverse church. And if I've learned anything, it's to hold space for each other's differences, to celebrate diversity and our differences. Diversity is actually one of our 10 core values. So I think if there's something we don't understand or it's foreign to us, we need to move toward it and say, hey, share more about that. What was that like? I mean, I can remember visiting my grandparents in Mississippi and my grandmother in North Carolina and her awards she would win for her neatly manicured lawn and the blueberry jacks we'd have on, you know, a Saturday morning at her home. And so for me, Southern culture is deeply embedded into my DNA. So why, you know, why did you feel like sweet tea was a part of it? Because I grew up drinking sweet tea, but sweet tea (laughs) secrets, where did that come from?
1: You know what, Andrew? is so funny because I started writing the book, and my husband's office in downtown Johnston, which is so teeny, our office is, our little town is so small. He shares his office with the funeral home lady. He's New York life. So I call it New York life or death, just to be. <laughs> have fun with it and so I went next door to the jeweler and I said hey guy I'm looking for a title sweet tea what and one of the young girls said secrets everybody loves secrets and I went there you go from the deep fried south and my tagline is sweet tea wisdom southern fried humor and that I was going to just do southern fried humor but I thought no I'm blessed with more than that. I think I have some sweet tea wisdom to share. Mm. That's kind of how it got started. And God bless Tyndall House Publishing for picking it up. And we just had a ball. They've been awesome to work with.
0: Mm, I love it. You said this in the book. This is one of my most important sweet tea secrets. Just like my special spot on our saltwater dock, find your own place to dream, surround mm-hmm. yourself with folks who encourage you to dream big and dream often. Even just that little quote, I can see it. I can smell it. I can picture it. Why do you think, Jane, that people are so you know, interested and intrigued by Southern culture?
1: I think our stories are so interesting mm-hmm. and unique. You- us and as the gentleman that that I sent some of the stories to and he just maybe would throw in a couple of words and really make it pop Eddie Jones is his name he's a Mm -hmm. sweetheart but he would he and I worked together on it but he's he came up with a line and he said you know story is how we speak in the south and I think it's really a form of our southern therapy I mean if somebody says how you doing just sit down we're gonna tell you
0: yeah, definitely. I mean, you sit
1: by people on airplanes and they, you know, they spell it many times and you spill it back. So I have a whole section in here about when Southern women connect and how we start talking about family and we don't sit there and a real Southern girl, she'll get down and tell you. It's not all wonderful. And mm-hmm. I just, I keep thinking, I, I, I'm like you. I would go Sunday afternoons and visit family and sit on the porch and and I'd listen to the stories. And it always like Jesus's parables, they had a, a takeaway. They mm-hmm. would just talk about funny little things. And I think people are fascinated with that. And they really love the way we craft a story. And I've got relatives that they could be on um, doing having their own comedy special yeah. if they felt so led to do so they just talk and it's just it's just funny and I just got back from Arkansas and which was really fun because I talked about the three things we need and our what of our sweet tea secrets and I said well first of all we're we're seasoned if you want to be successful you're seasoned you've got wisdom and that That's comes good. from the Lord wisdom the second thing is we're steeped well what does that mean we're steeped in who we are we have our own unique flavor as you and I were talking about how God takes our unique steepness let's call it and it puts it into the world so we can communicate love and joy and peace through him mine would be humor and encouragement and then the last thing is that we have to be steamed now that doesn't mean angry at all that means energy Energy to and the passion to accomplish what 's on our hearts, so that 's pretty much what I talked about mm-hmm. and I talked you know their theme was breaking barriers and it was perfect, you know seasoned, steamed and steeped those are three things we need
0: to deliver the message that we feel is on our hearts oh that 's so good, even just the analogy of of tea i 've even often heard like if you're having hot tea. You don't really know what's in you till it's put in that hot water and it comes out. I love tea, whether it's sweet tea or chai or hot tea. So I love that analogy and the uniqueness that we each bring to the table. I think we live so much as women with comparisons or minimizing our value to the kingdom of God. And so one way you're making your life matter is to bring this hope and this humor and the unique steepness. I like that. I'll never forget that you know, of, of recognizing this is, are you Earl gray? Are you, you know, oolong? Are you vanilla spice? I mean, we're all tea and we've got to be okay with who God has designed us to be. Tell us why you think laughter is so important. We were talking earlier, Jane, there's a, there's a lot to be sad about. There's a lot to grieve about right now. There's a lot of heaviness in our world. So why more than ever do you think it is so important for us to lean into laughter, to maintain joy in the season?
1: Well, we've had challenges. And right now in our world, we're having so many challenges. And I think that humor helps our brains unwind. I think Mm -hmm. it diffuses anger. I think it communicates and breaks barriers that maybe we didn't think are breakable. And, And my mother always said, find the humor. Find something to laugh at and keep digging. We might start with a spoon and end up with a backhoe, but find mm. something. And I don't think any disrespect is meant. Like yesterday, I was telling you, my, one of my books is called Bury Me With My Pearls. Well, I went to the funeral home and I thought I should give David my book, the funeral home director. I said, you need to display this. So he did. I walked in the funeral home, and there's my pink book at the funeral home, Bury Me With My Pearls. And I'm thinking, you know, this just life lessons. Again, it's encouragement. It's humor. And so he has the right kind of sense of humor to help people maybe that are in that very pit of grief. And no disrespect meant, but I think it's a hug from God, saying you're going to be okay. And we talked about that scripture, that 92-year-old woman uh, told me when I was in Arkansas, I said, what's the secret? She said, and it came to pass. Mm-hmm. And it came to pass 737 times, as was mentioned in the Bible. What came to pass? Stuff. Stuff going is going to come to pass. And as you very wisely said, Angela, it will pass. Yeah. I mean, she buried three husbands know, yeah. she she was one of the first people to see electricity. She used to bathe in a big old galvanized tub. I mean, she, her life was the most amazing library. So when you talk to the seasoned individuals that cross your path, you better listen, you'll pick up nuggets. I'm just telling you nuggets so of gold.
0: Good. Yeah. And I love the way that you, you use the analogy of stories being like parables, because I think we're losing the art with digital technology, which is fine. It's a great tool, but to sit down and listen to somebody's story. I had a luncheon yesterday for new women at our church where we pastor and we just, you know, we set it up in a U so we could all see each other. And we sat around with, you know, egg salad and chicken salad, croissant sandwiches, and listen to each other's stories. And there were divine orchestrations. There was a theme that emerged. But if we don't take that time, Jane, me just passing someone at the door, hi, bye, nice to see you on a Sunday, or even over a text, I don't know what they've been through. I don't know what has either helped them to become seasoned or Where they are in their life. I remember one time watching a woman at our church and she exhibited so much patience and it wasn't a strong suit of mine. So I sought her out and I said, I would love to know what has helped you to develop this character trait in your life. And I think it's leaning in to listen to stories, to hear each other. And we're losing that art. I mean, I don't know if you've seen that, but. The value of sharing stories and listening stories and passing them down, it's so critical. We still need to be storytellers and story listeners. Mm -hmm. What do you think? What do you think about that? I, I couldn't agree more
1: because I mean, some of the greatest lessons in life I've learned and I can share it with some humor. Yeah. And I mean, there's, there's a guy in our Sunday school class that was 17 years old, and went to boot camp and he said he's scared to death and he got on his knees and said, God, please send me a message. Please send me a sign. And when he opened his eyes, he looked on his dog tags and he saw be positive. Well, he thought that was God's message. And so he changed. He completely changed. And people noticed it and said, man, I thought you were going home. I thought you were going to bail. He said, God gave me a message. I said, what are you talking about? He said, look at my dog tags, be positive. And his friend said, yeah, look at my message from God on my dog tags. Oh, negative. <laughs> well, you know, that, that's that's a biblical principle. So as a man thinketh in his heart, so he is, or so is it true. And so Zig Ziglar said it like this, whether you think you can or you can't, you're going to be right. That's so, so true. In women, and I, I so believe this. There was a speaker before me the night before, and she, she's a commander of 3,000 people on Air Force Base in Little Rock. And she said she tried to connect with another um, person with rank in D.C. just to have a female connection. Yeah. And she said she just brushed her off, wouldn't even look at it, wouldn't even talk to her. And she said, I'm thinking, what a waste. And if we do that to each other, what damage it does. But she's Mm -hmm. the kind of person, I call it my hokey pokey people, that flip it around and learn from it, brush it off, and can put that into their DNA and not be like that. Because she's a great leader. She said, leaders encourage and mentor other leaders for the future. Absolutely, absolutely. And And that's what's a rule one of leadership. Embrace people, help them give. And you're the same way I can tell. You are a giver. You'll give to the point of ridiculous, I'm sure. I do it too. I mean, I just keep thinking, I know I can give something to help this person. I know, you know, and God has to tell me to stop <laughs> yeah. because you're throwing your pearls, you know, your, your pearls before a swan. I hate to say it, but sometimes we do that as women yeah. and we need to love each other and care for each other and quit competing with each other and help each other
0: grow. There's room for everyone in the kingdom. There Absolutely. is room for everyone. Yeah, absolutely. Their gifts, or talents. And I think we withhold our stories or our testimonies or the parts of our life that we think either it's, it's not as shiny as somebody else's, or they just don't want to hear it. If I have been so impacted Jane over the last two years, since I launched this podcast, I never thought or understood how much listening to people's stories, expanding my circle in the kingdom, how big the kingdom of God is, how many men and women there are doing Mm -hmm. kingdom things and leaning into their stories. Then we become a steward of their story. We're, we're responsible. We're, you know, their, their stories are a part of me now and their fingerprints. So That has changed me, reading people's books, understanding them, understanding a new perspective. Why have you come to see life that way? What was life like for you? That frames things for us differently. Okay, I understand now that you grew up with that being your experience. I may not have shared that experience, but I can certainly step back and hold space for that and now have a greater understanding, empathy, compassion. We gain all of that as we listen well to people's stories. And I, I just, I think we've become more rigid and more siloed, especially with, if we politicize something or everything is so combative on social media, we've got to go Mm -hmm. back guys to being able to have conversations, conversations, Mm -hmm. lean into conversations and listen to what, people are saying, I loved another thing that you said in the book. You said, I thank God I was taught to love others. We're talking mm-hmm. about that leaning into loving other people and appreciate different ways of living, embracing others yields a sweet tea experience. Like no other, you know, most lived that one I've lived that one totally because as
1: it started out there was a lot of unrest in this country when I started writing this book and where I come from my daddy farmed and he had folks of all different races he had you know white people black people and Hispanics and they built that farm and daddy provided uh, employment and he nurtured and loved and And someone who was helping me said, you better take that out. And I said, are you kidding me? That's my family. And it's the Gullah culture. I don't know what I'd do without them. And so I put it right back in. I would not take it out. And the the folks at Tyndall House loved it because I think, and I knew there would come a time when people would calm down and look at all the diversity around us and just give everybody a hug in the name of Jesus. You know, we love you. You're not my skin color. You don't, you're different from me, but hey. Hey, that's okay that yes. is absolutely okay I love you and I accept you and that's where it begins because that's what Jesus did yes absolutely that's what did. yeah I mean he would he would also knock the dust off the sandals I get that and i have not i the dust off my high heels uh-huh. but we we all have to remember that the diversity is very important for us to grow and and reach out to other people if we stand own little boxes that dog's not going to hunt I'm just telling you That's so
0: good, Jane. That's so true. I'm glad you didn't leave things out. We have to share our story. We, you know, there's good, bad and ugly of our story, but it matters. And it matters for us to hear what another person has experienced. And it, and it widens us to even, Mm -hmm. I mean, look at all the different personalities in the Bible, different experiences. Even if you just look at the people, Paul think they're all over the place, men, women, Jews, Gentiles from this area, from that area. And and when we start leaving things out that are a part of our upbringing, whether it's due to, you know, maybe, maybe someone will misunderstand this, then we, we chip away at who we truly are. We have to bring all of ourselves to the table. And a lot of your life was framed by faith. There's so much of Southern culture that is fueled by faith. It's, it's, it's very much intermingled. So I would love to know Jane, how that impacted your upbringing, where, what role did faith play for you?
1: I had to find it. My parents, we, you know, we were encouraged to go to church, but that just didn't get way down in their spirits. Okay. So I was told that I was, I was dyslexic. I was put in the lower IQ section. Mm. And one time I thought I was told I was an EMR, which is educably mentally retarded. Mm. And so when I tried to go to college, um, I couldn't get in. I got fired from teaching school. I was told, you know, all kinds of negative. I, I just decided right then, if I was going to be a success in life, only the Lord Jesus was going to define me. Wow. That's it. And I had to talk my way into college. And I really worked hard to be where I am. I even went to graduate school and I graduated. I was on the dean's list, which was a miracle. And my um, I won some nice honors and awards. And of course, you know, the Miss America system and you and I both embrace it because to me, it was everything I knew I could become, but I wasn't. So I had to work on interview skills, which is a key element for success. I have a whole speech called You Can't Put High Heels on a Holstein about a girl milking a cow in a beauty pageant. is pretty funny. But communication skills, taking care of yourself physically, that would be swimsuit, having your branding statement. That's gown, how you present yourself and talent. Talent's anything. We got a fellowship hall and I can see from my house because my aunt could make a caramel cake. And she won an, a contest and it became the Grange Society building for our little community. And she ended up winning that building, Grange building. Now it's our fellowship hall. You cannot tell me that no talent is loved and appreciated and respected and it shouldn't be given. Mm. So that to me is what everything Miss America. So I started out and it was rough. I lived in a tenant house. My daddy didn't finish the 10th grade. I have two siblings, that great people, but my brother has a problem. Um, sadly, a great guy with a bad drug problem. My sister was extremely envious of me, which was ridiculous. Mm-hmm. And it caused a whole lot of problems down the road. Yeah. We had a terrible family lawsuit. It's like I couldn't break through, but I had to be the person. God put me in that position to stand up for my mother and to remember what my daddy put in his will. And I took a bad hit, but I don't care that's courage 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 and I've got stories about that in my book and I even wrote about Esther in my rhinestone book because Esther was incredibly courageous incredibly beautiful she went to a spa for a year and a half I can do that easily (laughs) so we have to be brave women we don't have to not be feminine we can be beautifully feminine we can be very strong too yeah. And we have to shift sometimes. So I've got stories about that in my book as well. How you Women have got to woman up. They just mm. do.
0: <laughs> I love that. And I, I can relate to all that about pageants. I went through the same thing, even to think now I'm interviewing partly for a living, all that interview training, feeling more confident. I was overweight before I went into pageants. So getting a handle on exercise and nutrition and just the awareness of other people and having a, you know, a healthy understanding of bringing your best self to the table. I agree with you. Let's woman up. Let's own our femininity. If you're a woman listening, let's be who God designed us to be. We don't have to be anybody else we can just be who God has created us to be. And I love that. I love the fact, Jane, that you are who you are, the the humorous that you are. I think you're giving us permission to laugh. You're giving us permission to, to be who God has uniquely designed us to be our unique steepness and to lean Uh into those secrets that you talked about earlier. Um, I want to read today's truth that matters before Jane prays over us. And then I want to just know how they can connect with you, Jane, but Uh, The scripture the Lord led me today was our mouths were filled with laughter. This comes right out of the Psalms, Psalms 126, verse two, our tongues with songs of joy. Then it was said among the nations, the Lord has done great things for them. Jane, what I love about this scripture is people saw that their mouths were filled with laughter and that their tongues were filled with songs of joy. And their understanding of that was then they said among the nations the lord has done great things we wake up every day and we can choose to say the lord has done great things for me we can't always wait for something to be perfect you just acknowledge i grew up and it was rough you know you're you're sharing that it wasn't all perfect it wasn't the white picket fence and everything was was glamorous and glorious but i pushed through and i developed resilience and courage i've seen that in my grandparents My grandfather stopped school at 14, but you know, he loved Jesus. He came to the Lord. He put all of his kids through college as a carpenter and worked hard and then worked at the paper mill. I mean, these are hard stories of, of adversity, but pushing through to resilience. And that is something we can all relate to, regardless of where you've been born to say, I need courage to be who God has called me to be. I need to push through any adversity I might be going through with life and choose joy and choose laughter. So I want to thank you for that, Jane. Thank you for the way that you have chosen to make your life matter. Let us know how people can connect with you. You mentioned the book about bury me with my pearls. That's a beautiful tribute to your mother. You have other mm-hmm. books about women in the Bible. And of course, this new book, sweet tea secrets. So how can people find you? I know you you're a sought after speaker. So how could they bring you out to speak and how would you like them to connect with you and purchase your resources?
1: Well, thank you. And, and that's the joy of my heart and the goal is just to, for, to connect women with women. I love that. So my website is janeherlong, herlon com, And I can be reached at jane at janeherlong.com. And you will see the books. And if anyone orders the book, I've got a little surprise for them. I sent them a little sweet tea tote. And it's so cute. It's got to fill your day with sweet tea wisdom and Southern pride humor. So I'd love for folks to um, connect with me on that. And um, there, I'll, I'm going to post a video too about, about the little sweet tea tote. But any way you can help other women just rise above their circumstances, because I've been pushed down and I know how hard it is to to, to surface. And I'm just very thankful that the Lord has given me the, the desire and the passion to surface and not be told who I am. That Don't be defined. And embrace other people and love people, and you'll have your
0: own sweet tea moments. That's the way it works. Mm, that's so good. Again, with the tea bag, it's pushed down. What surfaces? Mm-hmm. What emerges from that? So, now is it still in pre-order, or can we order it now? You can order it, but it will not
1: be out until the latest I heard was today, the eighteenth of April. Okay. But a lot of people are ordering for Mother's Day, which is it's really a cute little book. Oh, that's perfect. And the pictures are just gorgeous. There's so many. My daddy had about ten thousand slides, and I'm not kidding. I saw every one of them. Wow. And I pull some out to uh, explain and to share a little bit more about the lesson to give it proof. Because some of the stuff in the South, you go, ah, uh, uh, I go, oh no, I got proof.
0: And you have the <laughs> book again. Can you hold the book up again? I know ah. you have a copy of it. Mine's on order. Yeah, sweet tea secrets. So, guys, what a great Mother's Day gift it's going to be. <laughs> and if you're a man and you've been listening, because men listen here as well, buy a gift for your mom, your grandmother, your sister. Oh, it's beautiful! <laughs> Cannot wait to dig into it. Sweet tea secrets from the deep fry. Oh, I'm going to love it. Oh, I'm going yeah. to buy a copy for my mom because she's going to love, love it. it. Oh, both of my grandparents have already gone on to heaven, but she will love it. And you know what? i married an Italian from New York. So we could not be more different, but that's what I'm talking about. Let's love each other. Let's embrace it. I'll tell you one funny story before you pray for us, Jane. (laughs) So when we were engaged, um, my whole family went to North Carolina and we had a family reunion. So, uh, you know, my, of course we didn't stay in the same place, but my husband, my, my now husband, fiance at the time went with us. So he thought he would impress everybody and show off the fact that he can make Italian sauce. So he gets ready to cook for us. He's so excited to cook for all the relatives and he gets to, you know, getting all the spices out. And he says, well, aunt Janice, do you have any garlic? He said, no, I don't think I do. I don't reckon I've ever had any reason to cook with it. And Dale, I mean, he literally, I think there was like 30 seconds of silence. Like, how do you not have garlic, and how have you not cooked with? Like, I don't think a day went by that something wasn't cooked with garlic. But he has told that story. No, I don't think I've, I don't reckon I've ever had any reason to use it. So he had to go to the storage, and, and I mean, they ate it and they kind of smiled. And he thought, I think they would have been just as happy with ragu. They didn't even really like it. But that's what I mean by like a southern girl here. I married a northern Amer- You know. American Italian American who then was raised in Alaska with Eskimo and Indians. And we are this complex marriage, but I think God has uniquely brought us together to then minister out here in a very diverse community to understand diversity and the beauty of each other's stories. And so I just could not agree more, but I cannot wait to give a copy to my mom. She's going to love it. Her house is filled with magnolias and all things Southern. And I have so many wonderful memories growing up um, that are deeply connected to the deep South. And so I will never drink sweet tea again, Jane, without thinking about the way you've reminded us that even if we feel pushed down, Uh if we will let God use us, we can rise to the surface and let him define who we are, and how he's going to use our lives to make life matter. So thank you so much for your- Oh, I
1: loved it. Thank you for connecting. I'm looking forward to more connections.
0: Absolutely. Jamie, would you pray over us today, especially for anyone who feels like laughter has eluded them, or they can relate to your stories of feeling a bit beaten down. I pray that today lets them know that God is the lifter of our heads. Amen.
1: Sure. Amen. That's the truth. Let's pray. Father, thank you so much for this wonderful podcast. Thank you for Angela and her ministry. Thank you that she's reaching out to so many different folks that have like a puzzle. We all fit into your kingdom uniquely. And we just thank you for that. And Lord, I just pray for those listening that might feel discouraged, that might feel like they're just burdened and defined by folks who really don't know what's in their heart. Don't let that take root, Lord. I pray that they will just fight that father in your name and that they will become all that you want for them to do and all of their sweet tea seasoning. May they be steeped with you and may they be steamed to move ahead for their absolute best. And father, again, I thank you for this. I thank you for this audience I ask you to bless everyone who's listening. And we give you the praise, the honor, and the glory in Jesus name. Amen.
0: Thanks for joining the conversation. If you've been inspired to make life matter, share a review and subscribe at cpnshows.com or anywhere you listen to podcasts so you don't miss an episode. Connect with me at AngelaDonatio.com, Facebook at AngelaDonatioVOV, and Instagram at AngelaDonatio. Until next week, let's make life matter.